Hey folks, welcome back to another week of the Launch Sequence podcast. This week we've got a special event coming up, one that happens every single year, and uh, we always try to get in there and have a good look at it and have somebody from the event onto the podcast to talk a little bit about it. The Daymar Rally is coming up, and from the Atmo Esports team joining us today is Crucian. Thank you so much, man. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, Space. Excited to be here um once again and uh excited to talk a little bit more about the day morale again and what's uh what's happening this year yes yes so as you all know the launch sequence podcast great for space games but most of the time it's star citizen what do you what do you know today we're talking about some more star citizen and it's actually for those who don't know um Daymar Rally is not a spaceship-focused kind of thing it's not a space game sort of thing i mean it's a space game sort of thing in the sense that like it's sci-fi but you guys run this event entirely on a moon's surface right yeah that is correct um that the day morality is about uh just emerging gameplay and bringing a bunch of people in the community to play together it's the biggest community event that uh that is in currently in uh in the lore of the game actually yeah they actually they added you guys to the official lore uh was that two years ago now yeah, I think, no, actually uh, three, about three years ago three now. Three years ago? Yep. Very cool. Yeah, so it's been running for a while. It's been going. You guys, you get um, hundreds of players, right? Over a thousand people involved every year? Yes. So this year we had around 317 teams to sign up, which is uh, about 110 more than last year. But we had 212 teams confirmed, which is still way more than last year. Um, we're scattered across... Uh, 10 servers and we have around 800 uh or a little bit over 800 competitors around i would say about 100 staff and then there's you know a little bit over like 200 security so Jeez. overall probably close to 1200 people from the community all coming together to make this event happen yeah so this is it's not a small deal and it kind of encapsulates the idea of the pod racing from from Star Wars Episode One, with like you guys allow pirates to be there and you make sure to take them out with security, and it's just sort of an open endurance race. Um, I I love it. I think it's the best event that happens in Star Citizen, and I can't wait to talk more about it later in this show. But before we really get into things, I want to talk more about you because many people probably know you for the work that you've done with Atmo and before that, and uh, even a little during that with intel and just a lot of the work you've done around the gaming community but i want to introduce you to you know there's a lot of people who have joined since you were on the show last year can you tell folks kind of where you come from and and how you found yourself on atmo esports yeah uh so my name is crucian for those of you guys that don't know me and of course like you said we definitely have a lot of new people since uh you know all the interest from citizen con but uh yeah so i'm crucian uh i have been in uh, you know, the content creation gaming industry for quite a while. I was a full-time content creator back in 2018 through 2020. Uh, you know, Star Citizen. I've been around the Star Citizen community since 2016. Um, and the way I found Atmo was uh, literally going to CitizenCon. I think it was CitizenCon in Austin in 2018. And I met, uh, you know, the founder of Atmo, which is Corsair. And he was looking for commentators. And I was like, yo, I'm down to commentate. You know, I've been watching esports, Call of Duty, Halo esports for a long time. Um, and I was like, you know, CSGO, Overwatch. Uh, I was like, dude, I would love to commentate. Uh, so from there on, uh, me and Coursera got together. 
I commentated the first Damar rally back in 20, in, in early 2019. So this is our sixth Damar rally now. And things have just been onward and upwards uh, since then, uh, making, you know, the tournament experience within Star Citizen better, um, creating more events in the game as well. Not just the Damar rally, but we have, um, you know, we have some FPS experience tournaments. We have some, you know, uh, racing league experience tournaments. And then, you know, one of my favorites, which is super action pack. We also have dog fighting, uh, which, you know, we, we brought along a few years ago. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and we're seeing some of this stuff now showing up in person, at, at the previous citizen con, uh, just a couple of months ago, which was very cool to see great setup by the way. And I was walking through the whole, you know, the whole show was very impressive in terms of decoration, but then your guys stage looked really nice. The lighting was great. I've seen the, the pictures Thank that have you. come out from it. Everything is uh, really nice in the presentation. Well done stuff. Thank you. We we are very proud of what we did at uh, CitizenCon, and believe it or not, it is I like I know how to make it better. I've ran shows my entire you know career in the gaming industry right after um, my time in the Navy. So I was man, I'm I'm ready to do something bigger and better for next year if you know if uh, CIG allows it. Yeah, I look forward to talking a little bit more about that too towards the end. How about you as a player in Star Citizen? Um, what is it that you're doing if you're not getting into the races? Man, that's a loaded question. There's so much to do in the game right now, believe it or not. And a lot of people may be like, oh, what is he doing? But <laughs> um, so not other than obviously testing, you know, the races and testing tracks. Uh, I love mining. Um, mining is definitely one of those just fun things. Uh, you know, no offense to any cargo runners, but mining just so interesting to me. The way they're continuing to change it, continuing to enhance it in the game. I think mining is so fun. Um, aside from that, bounty hunting is fun. Just, you know, go jumping in the game, doing some missions. And then um, I'll get some invites from, you know, from uh, from other orgs like NFED. And they'll be like, hey, we're doing some operations. Um, you know, you want to come join in and I'll go join in, do some operations where, you know, maybe like I'm the VIP and they have to protect me and I have to move around. Um, so a, a lot of great scenarios and a lot of great gameplay when you're playing with other people. And then, like I said, just mining and testing out some tracks on my own and just racing. Um, one thing I've been recently picking up is ship racing um, that I've been practicing in Arena Commander and uh, hopefully soon I'll be competing in the future. So Do you, you fly with sticks? Yes, I am flying okay. with dual sticks right now, yeah. Yeah, that's, I think that's my, my big downfall is I keep trying to do it with mouse and keyboard. And I'm already just a bad mouse and keyboard player. Like I grew up just always consoles, yeah. always had a game controller. So switching over to mouse and keyboards, I'm constantly pressing the wrong key. And I, I keep trying to get better at flying like that. And it, it just keeps ending up with me crashing into the ground more often. <laughs> need to get a good set, of, good set of HOTAS or sticks or something. Yeah, maybe we can make something happen, man. Let's, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> well, I have to see. I have to get a little bit better at flying first, I think. I got to get the basics down. The thing is, I've been doing this for such a long time, yet I still, remember, I still forget things like putting my helmet on. Like sometimes oh, I'll... Yeah. I'll forget all of my inventory in a space station it's it just feels like i'm playing a new game every once in a while and i'm a newbie and uh yeah it's not a not a great look um believe it or not uh so i was recently at dreamhack atlanta last year where they had the star system experience mainly mm -hmm. why i went there for and people i've been playing the game for a long time i could i could honestly still hold myself racing with mouse and keyboard people were like over my shoulder watching like Oh man, this guy's so good. And I was like, yeah, I've been playing since 2016. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
some people are a lot better avoiding the ground than others i'll say that much yes. i'm we've been um actually in our own org doing a lot more racing lately and it's been really cool to see um i met with splen uh during citizen con this last citizen con and talking to him and then seeing the racing going on during the uh during the show itself it's kind of exploded right over the last couple of years and i'm wondering if you feel like racing has shifted more towards ships than the ground side of things because we've seen a lot going on in terms of arena commander in terms of a lot of the courses coming in um a lot of that stuff has been ship focused you guys though put on the Damar rally and and there's a lot of attention around this but there's also changes that seem to kind of go against the progress of that um do you feel like there needs to be more progress towards the ground vehicle parts of of gameplay especially after they just introduced what they said was an update to it and now feels like we're still in the a middle place. Yeah, such a great question there. And I totally agree with you. I think that I'm not going to say that they're more focused on ship racing. They do have more tracks in Arena Commander um, and a lot more other, you know, sources for ship racing. But um, uh, I mentioned DreamHack Atlanta. They actually have a Gravlev race uh, over water. Um, so I can see that they're working on getting some of those ground arena commander, uh, races within arena commander. But the thing is like when we run races, right, we run them in the PU. And I feel like that the way that they're doing, uh, ship races and putting them in the PU is so much easier than, uh, getting an entire ground race and putting it in the PU because, uh, when we do system seven, we come up with our own tracks. If they right. put a track in Arena Commander, we can't make it our own. We have to abide by what CIG is doing. And for us to kind of just go in the game, make our own tracks, and make whatever we want happen, you know, um, I'm not going to say it's going to take away. We will still love Arena Commander tracks, but it's going to take away that, like, um, uh, that sense of freedom that we have in building whatever we, you know, whatever we want and then getting a group of people uh, to compete in it. Mm -hmm. And then putting them in the PU and having them race, you know, um, and and make that such a fun experience. Because if you're an arena commander, people can just go in there and practice, practice, practice. And obviously, you know, we want it to be competitive. But um, the creativity that we, you know, the create the, the creative freedom that we have in making a track in the PU is, is I think it's uh, what makes some of the tracks that we make special at Amo Esports. So. Yeah, and I mean, one of the first tracks uh, that that was kind of included as an official track in Star Citizen was something they took from the racing community and, yep. and made into a track. Do you feel like they slowed down on that after those first initial times, or is that something you're still seeing progress on? Um, I, I think we're seeing progress on that stuff. I think as people create more tracks or as they see how the community is creating the tracks, they're actually just, hey, this is, how the, this is how the community likes it. Let's go ahead and take all this feedback. Let's go take all these tracks that we've done and let's go, you know, start putting these little tracks in these other different places within the PU. But then it, in turn, you know, it, it goes into Arena Commander. But I feel like it's been a lot harder for them to put something in Arena Commander where they're on the ground mm -hmm. than as opposed to where they're not. So, you know, like, uh, you know, I, I, think, I think that's why... We don't have as much ground stuff yet, but also, like you mentioned, like all the issues with ground vehicles right now, it is definitely not completed, and there's and we're in the middle of um, all their feedback, all their data gather, uh, gathering until we can get that like final 
uh, you know, that final overhaul for the ground vehicles so they can have it the way they want it. Because right now, the Cyclone RC, no boost. Acceleration is terrible. Um, the RSI Lynx is just as fast as the Cyclone RC. And, yeah, the <laughs> you know, it's like this makes no sense. But, you know, I trust CIG uh, on, on getting that data getting get, and getting that feedback, um, you know. But, like, if you're putting out a racing variant of anything, whether it's a ground vehicle, whether it's a Gravlev, like if it's a racing variant, give it a certain percentage boost, right? Like because the, because these racers, right, that are competing today, that five to ten percent boost is literally the difference maker of them winning or losing a race. Which and it, it, so it comes down to like the little things like that. So yeah, that's that's frustrating because for a long people have been waiting for ground vehicles to get better for a long time, especially hover yep. vehicles ever since the dragonfly came in with 3.0 or 3.2 something like that it's been five years now six years almost um and yeah i think people are ready for the ground vehicles to start working so it's kind of a bummer to be somebody who's such a big fan of the Damar rally and and to see people racers especially going into another year and being like yeah i don't you know i'm looking forward to the event but the the vehicle situation with cig is just hurting um, yeah, it's 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 not easy, but like I said, uh, I'm patient. Um, we've always done the Daymar rally, no matter what the circumstance is. Like the first year, like all the servers went down, so we could only complete like maybe like seventy percent of it. But hey, man, no matter what, we 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 keep on pushing. So. Yeah, you said that a lot of the racetracks, I'm assuming this is throughout the racing community, are player made in the PU somewhere. Is there an easy way that players can find these racetracks and get involved in that? Oh, that's an awesome question. Um, so we have a website called scr.gg, which is made by a community member. His name is Diplomat. He is a massive part of the racing community. And they actually upload all of, uh, all of the tracks on that site. And what happens is that if you, you know, if you have like, if you want to compete and have like a world record, everybody upload, uh, uploads their like, their, you know, their races or their laps on that website in order to like, you know, have that, that, uh, that, that time trial, the best time trial in the world. So that's where you can find all of those tracks, whether it's ships, ship racing or ground racing, all of our tracks are on, are on scr.gg. That's pretty cool. I star citizen racing, by the way, for it. That's why we just call it scr.gg. Yeah. Um, once again, I'm going to, I'm going to leave that for the folks who can fly without hitting things. <laughs> Best of luck <laughs> to you, though. Um, let's see. So we were talking about um, Arena Commander and PU Racing, and you were saying that it seems like it's a little bit... The racing is leading more into Arena Commander? Uh, yes, because uh, obviously for Star Citizen, um, you know, whenever we get that death, of, that death of a spaceman, you know, we have to account for all that good stuff, and... If people are grinding their accounts, you know, at some point in time, you think they want to compete and possibly, you know, die within the game. So um, sooner or later, I feel like I'm not going to say like a year or two, maybe, you know, four years down, four years down the road is when I think that more of that will be able to, you know, start being pushed within the, you know, within Arena Commander. What I would like to see is like, hey, here's Arena Commander, join a private you know, join a private lobby where we have some type of simulation where we just pick a moon and we're in that moon and we can go down to that moon and 
you know, spawn wherever we want and then put a vehicle down and kind of create our own races within that moon or planet. Um, that would be cool. I'm not asking for a full private server, but just the moon itself, yeah. I think would be cool enough for us to pick which moon and which area to spawn and we can go fly and set up the race ourselves and do our own thing. I think that'll be a perfect scenario to be able to kind of, you know, uh, diversify between, you know, having the pre-races in Arena Commander and kind of making our own. Yeah, I think utilizing Arena Commander for closed servers, per se, would be a good play on their part. For things like you're saying, and also imagine somebody somebody just sets up an ever-looping Battlefield 2142 kind of, <laughs> like, um, instead of the Titans in, in the air, it's two Idrises, and you can set up all the rules and all of that. Yeah, the, I think of Halo Forge. Yes, and, yes. And, and imagine that in, like, Star Citizen. Perfect. Yep. Oh, man. Yep. Or I guess be... they do that with, um, Epic does that with Fortnite now, right? Yep, they do it. They do it with Fortnite now. The thing is, is like, I know there's been a big, massive discussion around, like, if Star Citizen ever going to do private servers for RP and things like that. Like, I understand and I completely get it. Um, I feel like the game is going to gain so much hype in the beginning that sooner or later, they're going to have to kind of, like, have that behind their head or their pocket to be like, okay, you know, what's the next thing that we're doing? Here's, you know, a certain type of server where people can RP or do some smaller private things, but, you know, not give them access to the entire world. Yeah, not the Star Citizen universe, yeah. right. Yep, yeah. correct. So it, it does, it seems like a logical thing. And the, the more you see the, what they're doing, like building the engine and setting up these obviously kind of different games, Squadron and Star Citizen and Arena Commander, it does seem like that is the obvious route forward. Would you... Would you feel like there's something lost though if you took the something like the Damar Rally and moved it from that persistent universe with the risk of death and the open environment to a more private situation like that? Um, I don't think there's gonna be a risk. I think if we still do that, we can kind of make it to where it's somewhat of an open environment still for the community in general, without just the risk of, you know, losing your character and losing that stuff. But I think that we would still want to keep it in the PU, believe it or not, as a just massive event. Even yeah have people sign up in game where they just show up to the race day and, and we have everything set up in game and it becomes a big star citizen event. Instead of us putting it on, everybody just, you know, logs in on January 20th. They sign up on, you know, within a contract and inside the game and, and, and we all set it up and make it all happen. I think it would be, you know, incredible yeah. to do something like that, but yeah. Just depends. That'd be that'd be amazing. You're throwing an event, and you know that you you could see that people are slowly migrating over the course of like the week prior from the yeah. different <laughs> systems to the one place you're throwing the event. That would be very cool to see. All I right, mean, it's so, kind of it, it's it's kind of like a big MMO, right? Like, say World of Warcraft, like you have a big event of you're fighting this world boss. You know, that's the way I think of it. Is like, yeah. what kind of in a game events like the racing at Grimhex are we gonna have to bring people together to? one place whether it's a space battle or whatever it is you know so. yeah well i mean so you you you're more focused on multiplayer games right i've never played an mmo but it sounds like you you have some experience there yes i played a lot of mmos over my time so <laughs> is that generally where you would uh gravitate towards just throughout your gaming career or is that just one part of it that's just one part of it um i'm a big fan of like single player hardcore you know those type okay. of dark souls games yeah i'm very into that stuff I, I love a challenge okay cool so we've been talking a lot about Damar rally and a lot of people have joined since since you were on last year since the last event ran 
why don't you give them a rundown of kind of what the story is for the Damar rally, where it came from and what it's about? Yeah, so the Damar rally, uh, you know what, again, was started by Corsair. Um, he was a big fan of the Dakar rally, which is actually going on right now in the Saudi Arabian desert. It, they do it every year around this time. Um, it's pretty much just a bunch of people that love racing. They have a lot of different stages and divisions, the bike, buggy, truck division, and they're literally in the desert, and they take like an entire week and race literally day and night. Um, and uh, Corsair took that concept and put it, once he saw uh, what was coming for 3.0 in Star Citizen, that we were going to have, you know, Daymar is a moon. He saw that, you know, desert moon, and that just hit a light bulb in his head like, yo, I want to make the car rally and put it in star citizen and that is what became the daymar rally so the daymar rally is a endurance race across the moon of daymar consisting in three divisions bike buggy and truck um each of these divisions obviously have different speeds and different times that's how they how they are categorized and um it's just an endurance race so depending on what division you're racing in it can take anywhere from two 10 hours of racing um, going across, uh, you know, the moon of Damar. So uh, it's an experience like no other. Um, it's uh, an experience where you definitely want to have an org and race with two or two to four friends and come on and just try it out. It's, it's again, one of the best experiences that you can have within uh, just a, a video game in general. So, yeah. Yeah, I, th I don't know. If, I think there are a few other games where something like that's possible, but I've personally never been involved in a game where you could just throw an event in an open world like that and f you could figure out a way to keep it defended from people who would like to do it harm and that harm is, al is allowed. It's part of the yep. event. Um, yep. Like I said before we, get, we got started, I was, I've covered it almost every year since it's been running and the, the year that really sticks out to me is still that year with Kane um, when, you know, everything kind of failed them. The vehicle stopped working. Nothing was really running anymore. And at the end of the race, this dude was out on his feet running through the desert night and day. And at the very end, there's just this dogfight playing out over above us. All these <laughs> pirates are trying to ruin the race and security is going at them. We can hear the chatter in the background. There's ships exploding and all the while just running along on the desert trying to finish this race. And I was like, this is just can't do this anywhere else. Yeah, it's just the emergent gameplay and what the possibilities of Star Citizen can bring and what, what is what makes the Daymar Rally so massive, so unique, so fun, so just interactive with everybody and and, you know, once, you know, like I mentioned this, you know, like, yes, we have pirates. Yes, we have security. But once everybody's literally just having a good time and then nobody's trying to intentionally, you know, ruin the experience for others, like that's 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 what gaming's all that's what gaming's all about to me. So, you know, that, that that's what the day morality brings, just that experience that you're not going to find in any other game but in Star Citizen. What's the what's kind of the ultimate goal for the day morality? I know that. Throughout the years, there have been things that were added to the race that were supposed to work in a certain way, but because maybe Star Citizen wasn't working correctly or, or some other reason, they haven't been implemented yet. Um, things like refueling and engineering and even scanning kind of things might change that race. So what's kind of that end vision uh, that, that Corsair or the team has for what this will be whenever Star Citizen reaches that 1.0? Yeah, so... Um, so the Damar Rally rulebook was made for when 
the game is fully released, right? And the way that we want to race it is that you only get one vehicle. Right now, we have, like, an addendum where, like, the rules are bent a little bit. Like, you have you can get spares, this and that. But, like, the way we want to do it is that every team gets one vehicle. You have to maintain, repair, engineer, refuel that one vehicle all the way to the finish line, right? In between, uh, in between, obviously, all of our checkpoints, we have refueling stations. We have a lot of checkpoints that you have to find. Um, and, you know, that's, that's the end game for us is everybody using one vehicle and taking that vehicle from the beginning all the way to the end and using the mechanics of the game in order to survive what it is, the day morality, the filthiest race in a verse. So, so it, it, it's, re it, it's literally an endurance race. It's about finding all of the things that make Star Citizen different, unique, difficult to do, and testing players against that. Yep, correct. As well and as, as a team, other. yep. And, and as a team, they come together because you have a support ship. That support ship is the one guiding the racer. You have a, a you know, a co-driver helping the, the driver. You have a co-pilot, you know, helping getting the vehicles ready. So that way, you know, if they need to repair, that co-pilot's already ready to go to repair and do whatever. You know, it's it's a whole team effort. Um, and what's so fun about it, too, uh, Space Tomato, is that the way that we're racing today is not even the final version of the Daymar Alley. There's still so many things that need to be put in Daymar Outpost. There's so many, you know, we like if there's animals that are supposed to be in there, whatever they need to finish and put. Uh, you know, on all the planets and moons, it's not even done yet. So it's going to continue developing and continue um, enhancing how, you know, how the, you know, the race is being ran every single year, which is, which we always adapt and, and, and try to make it, you know, bigger and better every single time. Yeah. You know, I like, I, I like that when you think about esports, we're going to start to get into that. Um, you think of arena shooters maybe some racing games, but like dedicated racing games, sports games. You don't think of endurance races in open world games. And I like that this is an event that takes what Star Citizen actually does and and uses it so effectively. There are a lot of people who will say something like, why do we have engineering in this game? And I you don't have to say we have engineering in this game so somebody can run an endurance race. But the endurance race wouldn't be possible without yep. the engineering and i think that says something about the design of star citizen that it encourages people who have these kinds of out out their ideas to be able to to launch them and actually find some success because people have been loving this event from what i've seen yep i totally agree and like you mentioned right like uh a lot of people that i know that have raced uh, or that have tried sim racing within you know um like uh, ACC, Acera Corsa, Competition, whether it's uh, any of those sim racers, and they come to Star Citizen, they like that it's different. It's not arcadey. It's not realistic. It's its own like category because you have to witness to gravity. You have to witness to its own mechanics, right? It's not something that you can easily pick up. It's something that you have to continue practice to see how these vehicles move to see how they how fast they are and how you can bring out like the maximum potential of the vehicle or not. So there's a lot more to it than just, hey, I'm going to get in a vehicle, spawn it and race it. It doesn't work that way. It's a lot harder than people think. So Yeah. Yeah. It definitely is. And like you said, we're not even close to what is planned with the refueling. I mean, imagine 
imagine it gets to the point where they decide Daymar has uh, temperature effects that make vehicles oh. overheat during the day and suddenly everybody has to camp out during the day and then race at night like it's yep the the stuff that they have talked about for this game and the way it could impact something like that's very cool yep and i think when they released the stv that was the first time we saw like a removable uh transformer or cooler or whatever it was so right. if if we even get like where we uh where vehicles are now starting to have interchangeable parts and that's gonna be in so good so good for the racing scene because now we can interesting yeah now we can you know fine-tune you know um you know ground vehicles just like how we can fine-tune ships whether we want to put a a grade a cooler or grade s cooler or whatever it is right so yeah looking forward to seeing what they do with that that's gonna be that's gonna be awesome so this game i think it introduces some interesting ideas when you consider esports because like we were saying um this is it's not something you'd traditionally consider as, as an eSport or even as something that would get a lot of attention in the gaming industry. And it can always be, in the Star Citizen community, something that's big. But do you see these kinds of things with the way that Star Citizen is looking and I think considering what Squadron 42 is kind of showing points a little bit towards a, a larger audience for this game. But do you see these events in Star Citizen gaining mainstream attention? Um, obviously the game is made for a, you know, for the persistent universe, which I totally understand. But the thing is, is that, um, right now the game, um, you know, is being maintained by people that are wanting to compete, wanting to do something, you know, with their org as a team together. And, you know, like, I'm not saying that we're the one keeping retention in the game because every time a patch comes out, a lot of people flood back into the game, but yeah. Throughout that time where people are not flooding back into the game, it's these events, it's these competitions that are bringing people back into the game to continue practicing, to continue playing, to continue uh, going for something to achieve um, and just trying to peak at their best. So um, is there a lot of space for esports in Star Citizen? Yes, there is, um, you know, but it does need to be, you know, supported by Cod Imperium games. And I'm not saying like, hey, let's go out there Let's go franchise, you know, uh, dogfighting. Let's no. Let the community do their thing. Let the community support the community and let them do their stuff. Kind of like exactly like how, you know, they invited Ammo Esports to CitizenCon. We put literally that entire thing together. I'm not saying CIG didn't help. They did help us with a lot of it. Mm -hmm. They gave us a space, you know, um, you know, and 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 they're very frugal to be honest, man. Like, uh, you know, this is something that a lot of people don't understand is that CIG is frugal. Because they are they're, they're, they 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 watch limited. what they spend. Yeah. Because the money comes from the community, so they do care. Trust me, they care a ton. And a lot of people may not see that, but trust me, when I'm behind the scenes and I'm working next to them side by side, I see that. So you know, um, a lot of people in Ammo Esports, we ended up forking up our own money, putting putting in our own money, uh, to make the stage look the way it is. And um, we were so proud of that. And um, you know, and. Like I said, we would love to do it again. So if uh, I think if CIG has a plan to continuing to support, you know, um, the Ammo Esports and and the XGRs or the or, or the communities that are serious that they want to bring, you know, LAN events to places like CitizenCon or other places, and they're able to support it, um, you know, I, I think it has a, a a great sense of space for it in general because what these tournaments do is 
bring more attention to the game. And, you know, it, it brings in people that may not even want to play it. But when they, when they see that they have, they can, you know, be in a dogfighting tournament, possibly, you know, in the future win 5K, and they understand that, that you know, that ship dogfighting is all six degree of freedom, and they have to learn mechanics and do all this stuff, that might interest them. That, 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 that might put that person to wanted to start the grind and wanted to start, you know, to uh, to kind of develop those skills. And, you know, that that, that in turn, people have to want to go buy dual sticks and, you know, and they want to buy the dual sticks from Star Citizen. So there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of room for all of it. So did you did you notice a uh, reaction from outside the Star Citizen community after that with, with the tournament that took place at CitizenCon? I mean, we... Uh, everybody was so surprised uh, that it was there, first of all, um, even though we advertise quite a lot on our social media, Instagram, um, yeah, you know, yeah. we have a pretty sizable Discord. Like, a lot of people were surprised. Um, yes, everybody was going to see the panels, but look, when the panels were over, everybody literally flooded to the Ammo Esports tournament area. Like, we had people, we didn't have enough seats. I think we had maybe like 75 seats and people were standing, making a big crowd around us. And you know, and I, I'm we're okay with that. We don't need to be the main attraction, but to sure, kind of have, yeah. you know, to kind of have, you know, uh, to to know that they had those breaks for their team, and we had those tournaments going and to see people dogfighting. People, you could see the emotion of people while while we were casting. People like covering their faces because they didn't want to see who was going to win or lose. Yeah. Like that, those emotions is what just makes me so happy to see and to see people so involved in what we're doing. And, and you know, and a, a lot of the times that in turns turn to like people going to our booth and saying, hey, man, I love this. What, what else do you guys do? What other tournaments do you guys do? How can I be involved? You know, so um, it's just great to see. So we had a, we had a really great turnout um, and we had a lot of fun just putting that tournament together at CitizenCon. Nice. That's good. Did, so it sounds like CIG is kind of the balls in their court when it comes to this. You guys have the passion and obviously the people are there putting this stuff together and you're hoping that CIG is in line with you guys and carrying this stuff forward. What are some of the things that you would say they could do to best support the community, not even just in racing, but in if, if they want to start tournaments, if they want to create more competitions and get more of the sort of outside eyes on what's going on with these things, what are some things you'd suggest for CIG? Um, one of the biggest things that is for pretty sure it's around the corner is just having those custom lobbies ready, um, you know, kind of outreach into people like myself, you know, the Ammo Esports team or XGR to kind of, you know, come up with, hey, what kind of rules, what kind of suggestions do you guys, you know, should we be putting in these custom lobbies in spectator mode? Like how, how, how does this should look like, you know, um, it, it kind of like. I'm not saying that they didn't do that or they're not doing that. I, I know they're always looking for feedback and they're always willing yeah. to take that feedback. But the thing is, is like, the, the, that's not the focus right now. The focus is like, hey, let's, uh, you know, let's finish Squadron. Let's finish, you know, the PU. And once all this stuff is in place, then let's go tackle this together. So while the moment is not now, I know the moment is later. But the thing is, is like, there's been so many opportunities now where, um, where like, you know, the Star Citizen uh, at CitizenCon, like us doing the, the tournament, I'm not going to, uh, you know, sugarcoat it and said, hey, the tournament went perfect. We had issues that we could resolve by talking way prior and having them understand our concept and our tournament concept um, that they could have easily, you know, had something done ahead of time. But, 
you know, like it's it's still the first land, um, the first full run production land in Star Citizen, right? We had casters there, we had an entire show. It's it's the first one, and and you know, I think by us doing that, it kind of put like something in their heads, like, oh, we need to be ready next time. And mm-hmm. I think that when that next time comes around, I think we're gonna be able to definitely put on an even better production and a better show for everybody. That's fair. Yeah, I think I think the everything that went down was went it went really well. Um the one thing that I I feel would really help though. I mean, you mentioned the spectation mode. Um just better better party and like multiplayer support. It seems like would really help with cuz right now, yep. you know, party launching and all that kind of stuff. You guys are probably how do you That's actually a good question. Let me ask. <laughs> What is the process of trying to get all those people into all those servers at the same time for the beginning of this tournament? It's it's wild because we know how much a server can hold, and this is the hard part, right? Like like we can only launch with a hundred or sometimes even ninety nine. So we'll like invite everybody and start slowly like dropping the number down by one, and then once we're launched, then we tell people, hey, for those of you guys that are left over, just join on us, and usually they get in because sometimes the cap of the servers are one ten. But um, a lot of the time, sometimes when uh, we had a recent practice where we try to get 100 people in and we were in the server for like 10 minutes, everything ran smooth and all of a sudden it just crashes. So, you know, like um, like you mentioned, man, uh, you know, just better party management is 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 definitely something that is uh, that is a massive um, can that can improve just the way we run an event in, in you know, in the PU. Um, as opposed to Arena Commander, but it, it's so hard, uh, believe it or not, to like, and, and we have 10 servers, so, um, you know, uh, like I mentioned before, like, uh, whatever happens during the Daymar Rally, we just make it happen, and we try to make it, um, you know, as a great experience as we can for everybody, but the thing is, like, in our rule books, everywhere, we tell people, like, hey, please know that this game is still in alpha, Right. Yeah. There's always a disclaimer, like there's things that could happen. Your race could end early because of X, Y, Z. So please understand that people still get mad. People still get upset, you know, but hey, it's it's not that much that we can do, man. You know, not much that we can do. You can you can brush it off and then come back again next year and try again when the game is better. Um, but I think a lot of the times I think Cloud Imperium Games understands how big the day morality is. And believe it or not, like. I'm a marketing director, so I kind of know a lot of things. Like, just think about it. They just recently released, you know, um, uh, vehicle skins this month. Why do you think they did that? I'm, I mean, I'm not just saying that I'm going to take credit. I'm just saying they, they released <laughs> subscription vehicle skins mm-hmm. because the Demar Rally happens in January. Like, come on. Like, we, you know, so, so you know, not only is the Demar Rally affecting of how many people are playing the game, but it's affecting on, on, on them capitalizing on things like, you know, race skins and things like that, which, which, uh, you know, obviously it's smart marketing moves. So I'm not going to be like, Oh, you guys should be giving us this and that. No, I'm not like that. I like CIG does a great job at supporting us and what we do um, within uh, Apple esports. So, Hey man, I'm always happy to help support them uh, right back in return. The, these types of events, a lot of people will will say things like, oh, racing isn't important enough to work on. A lot of people were saying this over the last couple of years as it took a bigger stage in the game. And I think those are people who probably don't know how far back racing goes in Star Citizen's yes. development history and in terms of its 
presence in the lore <laughs> but um for for those people it sounds like the case that you're making is that these things bring a lot of eyes and attention to the game and you know not just supporting them for the sake of supporting them but because the better these events do the better star citizen does as well and then they, they have limited resources and i think one of the best parts is that something like server meshing which helps everyone is something that's definitely going to help your guys event yeah think about this right um recently uh, and i'll mention it again recently at dreamhack atlanta right intel and star citizen did that collaboration and they brought about i'm gonna say it was about i think 12 computers uh no four 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 it, it was around yeah about 12 up to 16 computers and people were literally like completely i'm not gonna say ignorant but completely like wait this game is out this game's playable how is this so good like so many people didn't know that's that star citizen and where it's at right now it's actually like super playable and um and you know like things like that is just gonna only bring more people you know to the mix so uh you know something that i've been that i would love to do is like hey let's bring a dog fighting slash a racing tournament to DreamHack, right? And then next to it, we have some free PlayStations. And while we're running this tournament, I'm telling you, it would be the star of the show because people will not know what the heck it is until they sit down and watch it. And they're like, wait, this is Star Citizen? People are actually dogfighting? People are actually racing? People, This will attract people 100% to make an account on the spot and be like, I'm playing this when I get home. You know, Every single time. I wonder if... I wonder if they're looking at uh, putting together some kind of a demo experience for Gamescom. So I, th I think I think we could see a Squadron Forty Two release before Gamescom twenty twenty five. So this year's might be the the time to do that. That would be interesting to see what the reaction would be to that showing up out of nowhere. Because I think the last time they were at Gamescom in a official capacity must have been four or five years ago now, right? Yep, but that is one of their favorite events. That yeah. is one of their favorite events, especially because it's in Germany. So, I mean, I could see that happening. Um, you know, I, obviously, I know that. You know, um, if you've been around in the game a while, I know that they want to. Once we see any type of announcement of the of the release date of Squadron Forty Two, get ready because I know they're yeah. going to start like ramping up marketing and ramping up everything like tenfold so you know like I'm, I'm just very excited for them um now that that game is feature complete now it's just a matter of like it's just the anticipation of like when are we going to get a release date so yeah and better racing tools please <laughs> yeah that yes speaking of racing uh one vehicle a lot of people are always excited about but we never hear about is the ranger do you guys have plans to bring in wheeled bikes when when they do come in 100%. Now, the problem is, right, is that because we have categories, right, where's the Ranger vehicles are going to sit? Are they going to sit in the bike division, which bikes do we, or, you know, or they're going to be their own division, or they're going to be the part of the buggy division or the truck division? So it's so hard to figure out if we have to add a fourth division to the yeah. demo rally, because if it's... Uh, if let's say if bikes are slower than gravlev but faster than ground vehicles, then we're gonna have to make a gravlev division and then have a bike division, right? So it just depends on where the speed is at for the bikes. But I am 100%. Um, that is, uh, I have the pack ready to go. 
I, that is 100% going to be in the game because it, when the Ranger comes out, it's going to probably be the most race vehicle in the rally by a mile. Everybody's yeah. still anticipated waiting for it. So People are pumped for that. It's, it's really funny that we have like these, these hover bikes and we can't get the ground bike mechanics going because that's all anybody wants. And people are like, oh, why not just physicalize whatever the hover bike's sitting on? And we know it's not that easy, but man, I wish they could it just... Is do something that easy so we could get that bike because it's a cool vehicle and it makes basically yeah. any ship able to carry a ground vehicle yes i totally agree i was told that they're working on the physics for two-wheel vehicles and it's a lot harder than what it is for a four-wheel a four-wheel vehicle because it's more stable so but i feel like within i'm not gonna say this you know next year next day my rally that might turn around but um they better be careful because if they put anything out about the Ranger or mention the Ranger this year, like we expect it to be yeah, there at the next yeah. rally, man. <laughs> Do not say anything unless you're absolutely sure. You can't ban new merchantmen us with the Ranger now. <laughs> uh, exactly. Exactly. Um, oh, how about that? That other vehicle? Uh, we got kind of a teaser of a new, actually two new ground vehicles at Citizen Con, but one of them obviously looked like a ver an Ursa variant. The other one, though, Looked like a new maybe hovercraft or possibly treaded vehicle. Did you, did you guys get good eyes on that? Did you talk about that on the Atmo team at all? I didn't get any eyes of, on it, unfortunately. No. I know we have the X1 this year um, yep. that is going to be, you know, rideable in the Demar Alley, but I haven't seen, like, I'm actually, believe it or not, still catching up on some of the panels uh, from Citizen Con. I've, I've watched maybe around 75% of it because while I'm working, I'm, I'm, I'm listening and watching, but... Um, yeah, I haven't seen those, uh, or, or mentions of those at all, believe it or not. So. All right. Last thing I want to talk about before we get to you guys, other events and tournaments about the Daymar rally here is what, what does it feel like CIG has done in the last 12 months to that, uh, that directly affects your event? I know we've kind of talked about this, but I'd like to just summarize and, and visualize for everybody how the support for the event looks from you guys' perspective. Um, well, outside, obviously, they help provide prizing for digital prizing for the event, especially for, you know, for the top three teams. Uh, you know, we have prizing for the top three teams in each division. So it's it's kind of like a lot, to be honest. So they, mm -hmm. they do a great job of providing prizing. Um, they take uh, every year we provide a feedback of like what's going on with the ground vehicles and they do help. Uh, uh, you know, try to provide a, maybe sometimes a quality of life patch to kind of improve that stuff, improve server stability, um, you know, and things like that. So, you know, I know they keep us um, on the top of their mind. And I know that internally they're like, hey, you know, Dave Rally is coming along. Let's make sure we got our ducks in a row. Did you um, did you feel so, that with this quality of life patch this last week? Did, did it feel like it had anything there? Or? I uh no to be honest uh like i mentioned uh we try to do a practice and uh we had a server fail so we're uh, I, I mean we're always going to be nervous about you know a server failure during the day more rally we don't um we don't know what's going to happen but i feel like uh we don't know this i don't know this but i've always said this like we have some type of guardian angel working with servers on that saturday on the day more rally day yeah um because for some reason servers run like butter and I'm just like confused. Just everybody, like, we don't know this. <laughs> if you're listening to the show and the event has not happened yet, knock on wood wherever you are. We need it. <laughs> we need the energy. I know, 
I know, I know. But um, no, I just feel like everybody just sits back and watches the Damon rally, and you know, and I don't know. It feels like, like I'm not trying to jinx it, but we got some type of guardian angel angel working on the service for us. So whoever you are, I really appreciate it because. For the past, I would say, three years, we haven't had, like, a major server crash or anything. Mm -hmm. um, and again, not trying to jinx it, but I just want to, like, just give that person a shout-out, whoever they What's are, up? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's sitting in the, um, in the server room, manually but, plugging away, making sure nothing crashes. Yeah, but um, we've had meetings before where we told them, like, things that we needed, things that we wanted to have in-game. Um, it hasn't happened yet. You know, these were conversations we had probably over a year ago, like, you know, like, party markers and being able to manage those party markers and being able to, like, shut off, like, you know, uh, what do you call it? Like, the like the party markers when you have, like, a party of 100, seeing everybody's marker. It's like, can we turn those off? Yeah. Um, you know, getting these light beams that only a party can see to kind of you know, like, uh, so people can, you know, race accordingly and know which way the know, know which way they're going. We're currently doing that with box missions, so people can see those markers. Um, you know, we're, whatever they, uh, you know, whatever they have planned, I'm pretty sure they have something planned that I know we'll see, you know, in the future. Whether it's race flags or you know, or some type of like kit that you can just go into PU and kind of race. Um, you know, we've asked for things like that, but again, I, I do 100% respect um, their timelines and. Yeah. And and what they have to do to in order to make you know those those quarterly patches happen. So um, a lot of the times, believe it or not, like a lot of the racing um, tracks, uh, ship racing tracks that came out were people actually working during their off time. Yeah. So you know, like somebody can make something on their off time for for these ground races. I would appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love just even beacons. Would be really nice, placeable beacons. And I hope that kind of stuff is coming with the star map improvements we're seeing. The new UI and everything. It feels yes. like that's where that starts. So hopefully in this next year, we start to see some more stuff like that. Speaking of yeah, the rest one, of the year, though. Oh, go yeah, ahead. Real, real quick, I just want to mention that I know that it, it, things are not just as easy as just putting it in. I know, like, if they put something in, it has to be tied into, like, all this other software and all this other type of thing. So I know it's not as easy, but, you know, like... um. Like, I just wanted to mention that because I, I, I don't want to feel, you know, ignorant to a developer and be yeah. like, oh, yeah, just put it in. I, I know that things are tied from different from different places. Like, let's say, like, the new ship model or or the, the new flight model, right? It's not just, you know, it's not just one thing. It's tied into so much different things that they have to, if they don't make that perfect, it's going to break the flight model. So it's it's completely understandable that, you know, things can just be easily, you know, put in, like, beacons and party markers, but... Like you said, once we get that entire new UI and interface, I'm going to be very excited. Yep. It's a, it's a, bit, a little bit of a trickle. Doesn't all happen at once, but uh, we started to see it a little bit at least. So speaking of the rest of the year and the rest of what Atmo is doing, you have several other tournaments. I'd like to go through those and then maybe we could talk a little bit about future plans. Sounds good. So where would you start off with after Damar Rally? What comes next? So uh, we try to have events every quarter uh, of the year, uh, a total of, uh, you know, four quarters, so four events. So after the Daymar Rally, we have what we call is our racing league. This is a hardcore racing league. It's called the System 7. Um, so the Daymar Rally, anybody can join. Once you're interested in the event, you can come in, join, practice, participate, experience the, you know, the filthiest race in the verse. Now, the System 7 is completely different. You have to qualify in order to uh, continue to being in the league. 
Um, and by qualifying, you need to race in a track uh, via a time trial and have the top 16 fastest times. The top 16 that has the fastest times, they get grabbed. And then we jump into a F1 style league, uh, which consists of seven racers, and we put them all against each other. And then it all depends. If you win first place, you get 25 points. If you win second place, you get 18 points. It's an entire point-based system, like like, like an F1 league, that we run within Star Citizen. So that'll be the next event um, that we do after the Immorality. And the reason why it's called System 7 is because... We can go to any system in Star Citizen and just make a track and mm-hmm. and 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 make that a part of the league. So yo, I'm, I can't even begin to imagine what's gonna happen when we get the Ellis system to racing. Oh, oh my gosh, that's yes. Oh, that's gonna be one of the most significant systems in the game. It, it must be. It's like twelve planets all around racing. Racing. That is awesome. So the. The System 7 is a solo race. Are you still representing a team? So, like, could somebody from the Damar Rally enter with their same team, or is it just a solo sort of thing? Yes, so you can uh, enter together as a team. It's the same amount uh, between one to four people. And, like, let's say if you have a team of three or four, one person's better with ground racing, one person's better with Gravlev, they can always swap out. Um, Now, the league runs across, like, two and a half months because... The races are scattered throughout the two and a yeah. half months. So, you know, the reason why you want to have an entire team is in case like one person can race this this week, the other person can. Um, and we definitely recommend to always have a team um, and they can come in the servers with their team, cheer for them, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, but yeah, it's it's it is team based. So it is always recommended to come with some friends and 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 race in case you can't make it or something happens. But it is it is definitely one of the most competitive uh racing ground events that we put on every single year it is that is the event if you want to you know call yourself the best of the best of in in racing because it's it's not just ground and vehicles it's grav lev and then when we get those rangers in and we're going to put that in the mix as well i see so when it comes to the the most serious of racing this is the place to be that's the event you're going to this is the place to be using all types of vehicles cool so what what comes next in the year after that so after that, we do uh, Fight or Flight, which is our 2v2. You know, this is our premiere. I call it the Super Bowl of dog fighting. Um, the reason why we do 2v2 is because it's easier to track. It's easier to kind of maintain a, in a PU environment. So it's our 2v2 dog fighting tournament, most action-packed. Um, the way we run that is that we just, uh, you know, we we let allow the PvP community or whoever's interested to sign up uh, for the tournament, and we turn that into an open bracket. And then what we do is that, we do group stages uh, where, you know, it's pretty much the opening stage of the tournament. And then when we get to our top eight teams, we do that into the championship. So um, if you love dogfighting, that is the event for you 100%. And, um, and the high level of uh, sportsmanship and competition in, in dogfighting right now in Star Citizen is at a crazy level right now. Like there's so many great people so many great pilots like any little thing that you do wrong matters um so right now to you know to kind of make this a statement dog fighting right now in arena commander is probably the like the closest thing to esports ready that you can find i mean there's still a lot of balance issues but to me it is the like the the, the esports ready type of uh tournament that you would want to have because it, it's just so fun to watch 
Yeah, and it's very different from from other. I mean, racing is amazing, and in Star Citizen, it's different. But you don't really see that many games that have six degree of freedom dogfighting. Yes. Um, Correct. Like, I don't even think I think Squadrons was something that EA might have been trying to push in that direction, but that didn't. That wasn't even six degrees of freedom, was it? Um, not that I know of. I don't think so. But I think that with the mechanics of no, I think Star Citizen right now. Uh, probably. I mean. We can always mention DCS, but but yeah, Star Citizen. Um, yeah. To be honest, like I've watched DCS tournaments recently, actually like a month ago, um, and it just wasn't as interesting as the maneuvering that you can really do in Star Citizen. So yeah, there's that that emphasis of being in space or in atmosphere is also a big part of that. And yes. it is it is interesting also to think when you guys are doing your fight or flight tournaments, do you specify atmospheric versus space flights? Do you change the difficulty of a map based on where they're fighting? Um, so yes, yeah, so last year we actually did it in space and, you know, space took a little bit longer because in space you have a lot of jousting. And then this year we was like, no, we want to slow it down. Um, obviously with the atmospheric pressure in some of the planets, we, uh, brought fighter flight this year to, you know, to the atmosphere and fights were a lot faster, a lot smoother. And man, people were, uh, you know, just the views in general, while they're fighting is so good. Um, and I, I think it was our, our best year yet for fight or flight, to be honest. Yeah, definitely easy to see a ship against a planet versus space. Yeah, I think what we want to do in the future, though, is uh, when uh, we are able to do the tournament in Arena Commander, we want to actually, um, uh, what do you call it? We want to pivot to like both. We want to have like the first map be atmosphere, second map be space, third map atmosphere again, um, because that way every single time, teams have to come up with a different strategy. It's not the same as flying in space, as flying in atmosphere. So they have to change their strategy around. They have to change their ships. They have to change, um, you know, whatever it is. So we want to make sure that we continue bringing some high-level, like, strategic elements to fighter flight. So I think by changing from, like, atmosphere to space to atmosphere is 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 going to be uh, a challenge for a lot of people. Be kind of like what you guys do with the System 7. Just different scenarios for the different uh Correct. different matches that's cool i can't wait to see if you do a dogfight after going to pyro and seeing like these pockets in the gas oh to, yeah to see like a dogfight you guys host there would be amazing but the the tournament itself and talking about it as a dogfighting focused esports event has has some very cool um potential i think yeah um we yeah it Again, there's just issues that they need to continue working on and fixing the new flight model. Like missiles are not the greatest thing right now. Like some are bugged and, you know, targeting is bugged, et cetera. So um, last year we had to ban missiles, um, but definitely want to be able to use whatever is part of the game, um, you know, and, and kind of bring another like that. To me, that's a strategic element because now people have to think, how am I going to use my shaft? Am I going to use it if they launch a missile or I'm going to use it in order to uh, you know, to hide their pit because they're targeting me too much, yeah. you know? But the thing is, like, when 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 um, when um you are very good at dogfighting, you don't even need a pit. Like, people literally would shoot you through a smoke cloud and still take you down um, because that's how much, you know, that's how much they've been practicing. That's how much they've been, you know, working on it that they kind of know already how to lead their shots, which is incredible, so. When it comes to putting together these events, these tournaments, especially the combat tournaments, um, you do end up running up to running into situations where there are a lot of people like that who can just wipe the floor yeah. with anybody else who who gets into it. 
How do you try and mitigate that problem with so many newcomers who will be coming into Star Citizen? How can they feel like they have anywhere to compete? So the way that we do that is we balance out the ship loadouts, right? All the ship loadouts, you know, are balanced out completely. So all like the ship loadouts are there for you, right? Um, all the teams have to pick from a certain amount of loadouts and that's what they get to pick. They can't choose their own stuff. They can't go like, hey, I'm going to pick an FA Lightning and this guy only has a Buccaneer. No, you have to pick from the light fighters, you know, from this list. And that's how we kind of try to keep it as balanced as possible. But at the same time, there is a skill ceiling to dogfighting and that yeah. we cannot really, uh, that we can bring down to another level. Now, I think that's kind of what they're trying to do with the new flight model in a certain way because you have to, you know, come closer in order to, you know, to get that damage especially with like uh with some of your energy missiles and and your ballistic weapons and things like that but um but at the same time there's also there's always going to be that skill ceiling of how good can i be flying like there's sure. always going to be that skill yeah. ceiling so yeah. master modes is actually a interesting topic from your perspective are you guys worried about that having an impact on the tournament because I think around the time, two and a half months or so of that fall period, you might see some ships having master modes and some not. Yeah, uh, very great question. And yes, I could see it affecting, um, affecting, uh, you know, the participation of the tournament or seeing how the tournament runs in the future. Um, but that they need to kind of learn from what's going on now with ground vehicles, right? Like if, like, just don't put it halfway assed in the game. Like literally... Let, you know, get the data through the PU, get the data through, you know, all of the player experiences, let, you know, get the data from the Evocatis and then flush it out and then put it in, right? Because right now the ground vehicles are not in a great state and I hope that they don't do the same thing for master modes, right? Like, hey, master modes are halfway done. Let's just put it in and then get the feedback from the team or get feedback from the players and then we can tweak it from there. Like tweak it first before you push it out and let, the flight models stay the way it is um, for right now because honestly, like master modes, I've tried it before. I I like it. I like the close up because it makes it for more interesting battles. I like that um, it's not going to be you know adjusting in space, but I don't think it's ready to be you know fully given to us at you know right now. So sure, yeah, yeah. That's that's a good point. I mean, it's a testing situation, and they're always changing stuff. But a lot of this stuff just like the Damar rally uh and a lot of people are playing this as a finished complete and and running game and they don't have to say it is but um it's some goodwill to support this stuff as if they were especially when they advertise it as it is <laughs> yep 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 so I, I just hope they i just hope they continue to make it to where you know um the, the hardcore pvpers are just proud of of the mechanics and proud of how they're playing to actually create a very nice, you know, just balanced gameplay that we can compete in. I think that's, that's all, that's all people are looking for. So. Yeah, it has, as we mentioned before, this game has a really unique potential to be the, a, a real contender in esports when it comes to dogfighting. Cause yep. we've got the endurance racing, like we said, which is interesting and can appeal to people. But a lot of people are thinking of, of fighting of, of, um arena shooters and dogfighting in ships is about as close as you can get to that with this and if they can work that well into arena commander it could actually could seriously be something that spreads beyond the community yep i, agree I, with you. I, I totally agree 
So with the events that have happened throughout the year, um, or at least this, these are, those are all the events you guys have scheduled for this year, right? Well, uh, we do have, uh, you know, what I think we'll probably jump in sooner or later here, but we do have yeah. the Hurt Locker or the Hurston Hurt Locker. Yes, and that was Locker. that first person shooter battle royale type of experience. And unfortunately, within Arena Commander and the PU, uh, first person shooter hasn't been the best experience at all. It's not like we did a lot of testing um november october and uh early december we did a lot of testing with like um hey how does a full a full first person shooter experience look like in star citizen right we did scenarios where we wanted to like um uh, uh what do you call it uh like extract or you know or um and, and you know embark on a ship and 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 try to you know whoever finds the boxes we tried so many scenarios and just I feel like the game couldn't keep up with how fast paced, you know, the combat is, especially for first person shooters. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't want to recreate a Call of Duty in, in Star Citizen. I don't want to recreate a Halo. I want to recreate something unique that allows Star Citizen to stand out that tells people like, yo, what is this? I want to play this like I want to touch this. I want to compete in this. So, you know, for right now, um, our plans for first person shooter is on hold for a little while until we have you know a little bit more of a scenario kind of like theaters of war or something similar that we can say hey i think we're ready to pull the trigger in a full-blown tournament um you know within fps uh you know but it's not there yet that's what we're putting on hold on it but what does that mean that means that right now ammo esports is doing endurance racing competitive racing we have dogfighting and there's something else that has been super supported in the game that we haven't done yet, ship racing. So sooner or later, Admiral Esports is going to be, hey, I'm to create the most competitive ship racing league, period. Um, and whenever FPS comes back, then we'll go ahead and bring that back. But I think we are going to end up changing a little bit and, uh, and turning into uh, ship racing instead of first-person shooters when we had the Hurston Herlocker happen in October. Now, I'm only saying this as a if um, is still being discussed within the Admiral team. Obviously, those decisions comes from the entire team. It's not just me, mm -hmm. but that's what we're in discussions in. We are going to end up jumping into ship racing and creating just the best, you know, the best league in Star Citizen. Cool. Is that... Might not be able to answer this. Is that something you guys are considering for this year? Or would that be definitely future stuff if it happened? Uh, we are considering uh, we are considering it for this year, and we are reaching out to other community members. Something that I, I love about the community and Atmo Esports is that I don't, like, we're not selfish. I, I would love to get in, uh, you know other people in the community involved to do something really big and do something like, together because it just makes sense, right? So let me give you a scenario. Okay. Let's say we're at CitizenCon or we're doing our big LAN event, right? Like whether we're doing dogfighting, right? Let's say we're doing 3v3, 2v2, 4v4 dogfighting. It doesn't matter what it is. We can easily change those same pods at a LAN event and turn them into a racing, a racing pod because all they need to do is get their flight sticks, clamp them on with the monster techs, and they're ready to race, mm -hmm. right? So now when I think of it as like, hey, if we can do this and make something happen, right? Hopefully, if next citizen gun, they say, hey, Ammo, we would love for you guys to come back and do, uh, you know, do some dogfighting again. 
hey, why don't we double up on this and do also ship racing? So, you know, and in that scenario, if we're doing 2v2, we can put, uh, you know, we can put four people in those seats and then just have them race and have a high-level, you know, racing tournament where we can have waves of four. We can have so many different scenarios, and now we're, you know, we're putting ship racing into the mix on top of dogfighting in one tournament, which to me sounds the potential of Star Citizen. Like, yo, this is... Yeah. Not only are we racing today, we're also dogfighting, which is super and it's, cool. It is, it's very clearly something that people want to watch, too. It's yep. just a matter of getting the word out there and getting the tournaments made, it seems like. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Like, right now, we're doing some outreach to 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 get the interesting, you know, to get some peak of some other, you know, Star Citizen uh, organizers that if, see if they want to kind of join forces and do something big for the community. But like I said, at the end of the day, it, it's, you know, it's uh, it's part of the entire team's decision. But the way that FPS right now, it's not viable for a competition. The way yeah. we want to do it, we feel like FPS right now, like, we like it's just doesn't make sense to hang out like the, you know we 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 hand out trophies for the day rally it does doesn't make sense with how how rough fps is to turn it into a tournament and then give out trophies because there's going to be so many like variables that that are really just way out of our control that we can't control because like let's say like there's too much bodies in a ship after you know three rounds and everybody's lagging like we can't control any of that so it just yeah. doesn't make sense for us to like uh, you know, focus on FPS this year. So, um, are, do we want to do it? Hell yeah. We love FPS, but it needs to be, like I mentioned, unique enough to, you know, to kind of tell people in their mind, like, yo, I, I have to try this. I want to do this, you know? So. Well, I look forward to seeing where it goes. I am excited for the FPS updates. We do know are coming and hopefully, yep. you know, the things coming over from squadron makes things look a little bit better, but ship racing Ship racing has really come a long way over the last couple of years, and I'd be excited to see what you guys do with it, especially with the Atmo Flare. Hey, we, you know, we we love the community. Obviously, feedback is always appreciated. So, like, once we know exactly what we're gonna end up doing, um, or whether it's first person shooter or, or ship racing, we always, you know, reach out to the community. Hey, give us some feedback. What would you like to see? Um, you know, we're not here to copy other people. We're here to completely build something super unique that just are going to get people excited always cool cool well crucian thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the launch sequence podcast uh want to give you one last chance to mention anything maybe something that you're looking forward to a star citizen any last messages from atmo yeah uh if you don't mind uh you know uh atmo esports is throwing the biggest community event in star citizen called the daymar rally which is the filthiest race in a verse is going to be going live on january 20th uh, at 1600 UTC. So if you guys want to, you know, check that out, uh, head on over to, uh, you know, to Twitch or YouTube at Ammo Esports. But I just want to say, Space Tomato, thank you so much again for allowing, you know, Ammo Esports to use the platform and, and you know, getting this uh, topic about, you know, competitive events and, and Star Citizen um, out there. Um, and I can't thank you enough. And thank you so much, man. I love your content. So. Of course, man. I, I'm happy to help the Atmo team. You guys have been doing some pretty cool stuff for a while now, and I've seen hundreds of people come away very happy about it. So whatever we can do to help it keep going. Thank you for coming on the show, man. Uh, where can people find one more time? Just you got the Atmo website, but is there, are there, is there a Discord server they should be going to? Where else? 
Yeah, we, we do have a Discord server. Uh, Discord.gg slash Esports is actually a, a great place where you can find other teams and racers that are looking for teams or maybe some teams are looking for a support pilot or a co-pilot. So that's a really good place to kind of get all of the information from all of our events, uh, you know, and, and just kind of stay up to date on, on the latest news. Cool. Well, thanks again for joining me, Christian. And thank you, everybody, for coming to listen or watch. If you're on YouTube, you can always hit up the podcast on audio platforms. It's ad-free. But either way, we, ap we appreciate your support, uh, no matter which way you're enjoying. Thanks again. Uh, Christian, one last time to you and to everybody else. I'll catch you all next week.